Oh man, how are we doing? It's uh, it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. Have we even done one of these during the season with both of us? Uh, no, we haven't. Uh, I've been very much slacking, but I think this is the week we turn around. Kind of like my fantasy season, this is the week that we start charging to the playoffs, and I think we start having a great couple weeks of podcasts. So let's just kick it right off and uh, listen to our boy Paul Markham. Welcome to the school where we drink beer Getting messed up, but we still think clear It's where all the parties popping in All the girls are pretty With 25,000 kids on campus in the city Fellas, get your best wingman Make a tandem Go and throw your hands up Let's make this an anthem So when they ask about us Go ahead and tell them what up We go the hardest Alright, Paul, thank you for that Thank you for welcoming us back and yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited. I'm fortunately I can do this podcast in my regular nasally Jewish voice and not some other random accent that I have to figure out. I lost a tough one to you last night and we had on the line the loser has to podcast with an accent for the whole time. So next week might be a little uncomfortable for me, but this week we can get right back into it. Yeah, I'm trying to think what kind of accent you're going to actually end up doing. And <laughs> I I don't know what would fit you like well. I think you've got to just you know maybe put a few different ones in there, toss it around. Maybe. Oh, without without question, I'm not an accent guy at all. In the slightest, I don't think anyone's ever heard me do an accent. I don't think accents are something I'm known for in the slightest. So you're probably going to get a combination of Australian, British, like I I don't know what other accents are French. I don't know. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give you like a full platter of accents next week. Yeah, well, I think, like, if anything, you know, you got a couple of nights out in, in Orlando. Just get drunk and start kind of prepping the accent. See which one's hit, see which one's missed. And, uh, you know, that'll that'll at least prepare you for for uh, the next podcast. But to be fair, who knows when it's going to actually happen. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that next podcast is actually going to be next season. That'll be our pre-draft yep. podcast. Uh-huh. But yeah, just to give you guys an idea of the dedication, like Dave and I have both been working pretty hard. You guys know we're hardworking people. But uh um I cut into my nap time tonight so that I could record this podcast from the hotel before I go out for the night. And the nap time is big because I'm only on about four and a half hours of sleep. So that's big for me. Dave, you know, like we're making sacrifices. We're putting this together. We're making this for you guys. So Mitch, mm-hmm. you can stop complaining. We'll try and get a regular like Wednesday night or Thursday night production for the next morning, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll we'll do our best. I think we're both got more time to work with now in the next couple months. So I think yeah, you know, I think we're finding some more pockets of time. I'm walking home right now, so might get a few odd stares, but it's just like I'm on the phone. I'm just that douchebag that's talking into like to his headphones. So. Um, just a kid talking football on the road. And, you know, I'm just a kid yeah. who's going to get this podcast interrupted by room service showing up at any point in the next half hour. So you guys will forgive us a little bit, but, yeah, that's what I got. Well, yeah, we should go into some of the matches this week. I've, uh, it was a big commissioner battle, and it ended up being a pretty eventful one, coming down to literally the last play. Um, uh, yeah. Who would have thought that – you would have had Chicago running the ball for the last, what, 
like quarter and a half. He's not there. He's going to be throwing it the whole time. I mean, Cutler coming back is big for me with Zach Miller. Um, definitely pretty pleased about that. He's been a solid tight end, and you know, I, I knew nine points going into it was tough. I didn't know if Cordero Patterson would do anything for you, but I knew that I would need a touchdown most likely for Miller to win it. I didn't get it. I had a productive night out of him, but not productive enough. And how about you for yeah. all the uh, complaining about benching Blake Bortles uh, and starting David Carr? If you started Blake Bortles, you would have lost by four points. Yeah. So, it, you know, I got I got a, a, a stroke of luck with uh, that game going to overtime, an extra touchdown, an extra 45 or 50 yards that really kind of gave me that the point that I needed to to kind of take you down and you know how my season was going I should have lost I should have I should have you should have had a touchdown Zach Miller should have had a touchdown I don't know how I don't know how I got lucky you know usually luck is on my side but this season it hasn't been yeah no no luck at the duck for you until now I guess but you know I can't complain I'm sitting at six and two I'm no longer in first place it was a short-lived first place return but I'm not worried about Pete's team uh, as long as I get that bye, I, like I was telling you the other night, I had a chat with Robbie about it because who likes doing anything more at parties, especially Halloween parties, and talking about how good their fantasy team has become. So that's what I was doing. And Mariota's filled in nicely for Roethlisberger, who might even be back this week. I don't think I'll play him, but he might be back. Uh, Bell, Booker's a starter now. Hill's been as reliable as I hoped he'd be. Evans is great. Sanders is great. Okay. I'm pretty proud of my squad. I feel good going into this stretch run because now, actually, we only have five weeks left for the regular season. <laughs> and you know what? I I I filled something out today. I did this kind of power ranking of everyone in the league, and lo and behold, then if you look at if you played everyone every week, it kind of gives you an overall total record. And then you sit at top of the league. At 77 and 25. Bottom of the league is AJ, which isn't much of a surprise. But, uh, you look at me, I'm just gonna, I kinda did this just to make myself feel a little bit better. I should be in fourth, fourth place if you went by overall record. Well, so you're, not kinda, in bad, you're not in bad position. So you're only a yeah. couple games out of the playoffs right now. You got the points on your side, so you really just need a couple of those wins, a couple more things to break your way. If we do a little debrief looking at the standings now, uh, Nick is now in last place. So yeah, but that's, that's the thing is like I you look at Nick. Nick's also been terribly unlucky. Like if you again, if you look at that kind of overall total record versus the actual record, Nick is like legitimately in second to la- or last place with like that the deviation in total record versus his actual record. <laughs> So that's a, that's our statistical breakdown. Dave can probably make that chart presentable for you guys if you're interested. Yeah, I'll um, post it sometime tomorrow morning to give a little bit of uh, insight to everyone. But, yeah, I mean, Paul's still sitting there at 6 and 2. He's kind of turning it around now. His team's starting to score a little bit of points. He's almost a legitimate fourth-place team now. Uh, Ryan's really turning it around. Ryan, I know he's pretty happy with his team. Uh He's getting production across the board. Gronk coming back is clearly very helpful for him. And Jared's team now is new team name. He's no longer uh, um his king. He's now the Stafford infection, which I like. Good, creative. Yeah, that's, yeah, and it's and, you know it's a, 
it's a new month for him. It's a he, he's he's shaved his beard and he's going for the no shave November. So you know maybe it's the start of something new. One other interesting tidbit on the standings right now, and I'm kind of hoping this play not because I have anything against them, but just because I'd love to not see him in the playoffs. Uh, Mitch is currently our seventh place team, despite having more points than everyone except for me. So that's that's, that's interesting because four and four puts him anything anything's on the line. Like he can clearly make it, he can miss it, and with his points, he's certainly got an advantage. But a couple more losses, and then he's got to get in trouble because. You got two five and three teams ahead of him. You got three six and two teams, and then Pete's Pete's as good of a lock to make the playoffs at this point. He's probably would have to lose five. He'd probably have to lose his last five games to miss the playoffs. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he'd have to lose his last five, and he would need so much help just to not make it. And I think, I think he's he's going to slip from that top spot, even though he somehow still has Matt Ryan and. Tom Brady, I don't know how he hasn't traded one of those guys away to bolster his team, but... Well, it's just classic, like, poor fantasy football player. Like, he doesn't really know how to manage his team. He's never managed a team where he's, like, in a position to bolster his lineup. So he just doesn't know. He's panicking and he's just keeping everybody. See, I don't know if it's that. I think this is my theory. It just came to me. You know how when you were, like, like five or six years old and you didn't have internet and you had to go to, like, the library to, like, go check your fantasy team? I think, like, that's kind of like what... Pete has, you know, the same kind of thing, not only with, like, his, like, updating his fantasy squad, but, like, just, like, trying to talk to anyone. Like, he needs to go to, like, the library to, like, get a rental cell phone to, like, get a few texts. And so you get a text every once in a while from him, but everything else is, you know, he's just, like, non-existent. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. He's got weak spots on that roster. Uh, I mean, his running backs are good, but they could be better. His wide receivers are pretty good, but you can always get, like, that extra little set. Like, trade Matt Ryan to someone who needs to make the playoffs. Or trade Brady, yeah. honestly. I, I would trade Brady. Someone will definitely overpay, although I know you can't be separated from Brady. But yeah. Yeah, I tried, nice to, I, team. I tried to uh, give him one of my tight ends, which, you know, might have might have helped him out a little bit. Got, get rid of one of his kind of weak pieces. But, Wait, but no, I thought he, he traded Jimmy Graham quite. for the corpse of Eddie Lacy. That kind of fell through after I found out that he was actually dead for the rest of the season and not just, like, four weeks. So. <laughs> oh, so was there some original uh, discussion there before he was actually hurt? Yeah, there was a little bit. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know that it wasn't totally out of thin air. But, yeah, just looking at this, I mean, pretty safe to say Nick's out of the playoffs. Asia's out of the playoffs. Uh, Aiden, are we calling, are we calling him out? I don't know if you can call him out. He's again one of those people that has been he's been just pretty unlucky. But another but he'd quick have to little win all, like all five games most likely. He would, but his team's up there in points scored, so he's got a chance. You know, if he could have a stroke of luck. But I think part of it comes down to his negative attitude. So last night we were watching the game, and he kept rooting against Corderell scoring points. And every time he'd root against him, Howard would go off and have a seventy-yard run. And I would just look at him and say, that's karma. Well, and I, so told him, I, I told him that the karma was going to get to him when he made fun of Wade Phillips, like, dying on the field. He thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. I told him, like, listen, I don't know why when your team is in contention for the playoffs and you need a little bit of luck, why are you going out there and making fun of, like, a 70-year-old man for getting truck sick? Like, that's not something, that's not something people who want karma should be doing. 
yeah, I mean, if he's going to, like, kind of, you know, fuck with the fantasy god, you know, at least try to get some karma on your side. Doesn't, you know, he he didn't celebrate. What what was that, uh, your, uh, your holiday the other week, Ramadan, or, uh, uh Yom Kippur? Yeah, so, obviously, he didn't pray to the uh, fantasy gods, and it's just kind of like a double whammy. So he's having a oh, and actually, here, here's, a, uh, here's a misconception that Aiden Steen has been good this year. He's 0-5 at home. That's pretty terrible. And wow. He actually has, well, I mean, actually has, his, fan, his fans don't want to play for him. His fans just don't want to be there. Having a oh, and actually, here, here's, a, uh, here's a misconception that Aiden Steen has been good this year. He's 0-5 at home. That's pretty terrible. And wow. He actually has, well, I mean, his, fan, his fans don't want to play for him. His fans just don't want to be there. Oh, I know. And also, along those lines, so two yearly, like, contenders are just probably already eliminated. I would go as far as to say that Jimmy and Aiden are both already out for this year, as well as yeah. Nick. So that's, that's half of our – or that's most of our champions, right? It's just me, Jimmy, and yeah. Nick who have won. So yeah, that's I'm true. The only, I'm the only remaining uh, champion who still has a shot, although I'd already – you know what? Pretty good shot. I said I'd be pretty scared of, of your team as well. Like, you know, I got, I was lucky. I, I got to play you without Bell. You're going to be a scary team going into the playoffs. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And now because I'm back what? wide receiver, I'm still a little thin. But I got a lot of, like, scrappy guys. And, like, Devontae Adams has had some good weeks. Anquan mm-hmm. Bolden is, like, reliable for six or seven points, which is fine for my flex. So I have a little bit of depth, not a ton. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? It's you always talk about how the buys are super important. I think this year more than ever they're going to be even more important with Mitch and Ryan coming up and maybe even myself sneaking in those kind of last couple spots. And we're Mitch and I are, you know, in the top three of scoring. If we get a five or six spot, it's going to be pretty brutal for whoever is the three four. Oh yeah, I no interest in finishing in third place. I'm going to really get into my team in the next couple of weeks and get on them about securing this guy. So I think that's uh, that covers the standings right now. Everybody else is kind of middle in the pack. Lowry's still alive. Meatball's kind of up there. Ryan's resurgent. Robbie's, Robbie's having a great season for himself. I can't believe, I think his two losses, he was the weekly loser for those weeks. But he has mm-hmm. like two or three weekly winners already, so can't complain. Yeah, he's been, he's been doing pretty well, and Zucker more All the same as average as, as average as it gets. You know, he's pounding that weekly waiver wire, but, um, you know, he's having just the bad luck again. Year after year, he's the king of bad luck. <laughs> and, you know, actually looking at last week's matchups too, I mean, neither of these teams will make the playoffs. Zucker could, I guess, but Zucker's suffering a two-point defeat to the Clay Matthews fan. That's another close matchup. And then Pete barely scraped a win out against Mitch. The last week was pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the injuries that AJ has had, he does – Dez coming back for that good Cowboys team is going to help him. And he's got Latavius Murray. That's, he's going to finally start playing a little room bit service, more. Room service is here, so we're going to pause this for just a second. One second. Going on mute. We'll, we'll cue the uh, <laughs> elevator music. Let's make this an anthem so I 
how was uh, the dinner done? Uh, dinner was good. Exceeded expectations. I mean, it was a $31 room service hamburger, so <laughs> it is what it is. But had some onion rings, some bacon, some cheese, assorted vegetables and stuff, and fries. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty sizable. And now I'm good to keep going for another 15, 20 minutes. I know this will be a little bit shorter of a pod than we usually do, but like I said, uh, life happens and you get what you get. Hey, sometimes short and sweet is just fine. So I think we should maybe jump pe- in the next Maybe week. people need to cut their commute down to like 30 minutes anyway, and then it won't even matter. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think a shorter commute, you know, saves some, <coughs> get some efficiencies in your life. So, Let's look into the next week, our matchup of the week. There's a few different ones that are up there, but I think – I mean, I I, I see three matchups that are pretty big. I mean, there's almost across the board, they're big matchups. You've got Paul and Tyler, two playoff teams right now. A win by Paul will really deter Tyler's chance to put it – set him back to five and four and cut him on a downward spiral. Almost makes you want to root for Paul. Almost. (laughs) But you know, a tie there might be our our best uh, our best outcome. It is. Hey, when was the last time that there were more ties in the NFL than there were in our fantasy league? I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think it's ever happened. You're right. There's some awful football going on lately. Uh, Maybe the lack of podcast. I don't even know why. I don't even know why we play this. Why we like watch this sport? The sport sucks. Yeah, they should just end it. Have everything end on a draw after the fourth quarter. We just make it like uh, like real football. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. Another big matchup is uh, Pete and Ryan. That's uh, yeah. Although Ryan Ryan is really a tough draw this week without Bernard Gronk, James White, Gostowski. But he his gets, whole team's uh, out. Yeah, his whole team is out. Yeah, I mean, so, to be fair, uh, this whole this whole this whole week is like a is an awful bye week week for. Pretty much everyone across the board. It's just like it's like a mega bye week. So yeah, it's for most teams on a bye. I mean, because yeah, even Pete is without Brady and Edelman uh, in the big bad Matt Jones. So he's got. Oh, but this is going to be a tough one for Ryan to pull out. But still, two good teams. And then we have some losers bowls that are pretty interesting. If, imagine if Aiden and his bad karma lose to AJ. And then he could, he could, and Nick beats me, he could be in last place, right? Oh my god, if Aiden loses the league, that would be fantastic. And just a quick, uh, a quick little segment here. What is AJ mad about this week? Uh, nothing. AJ's happy this week. This is a good week for AJ. Uh, two game winning streak. He hasn't had one of those since last season. Because he only has two wins. But, and, and he might not, he might be happy to know that my Netflix is back up and running. Um, I got a pretty, uh, Passive aggressive text the other day asking what happened to my Netflix account. AJ, oh, that's, that's nice the... of someone who uh, mooches off other people's Netflix to get mad when their Netflix is suddenly down. Nice. Yeah. So I got a few complaints from you know people across the globe why they couldn't log into my account. They kept asking me. I have a couple of people asking if I changed my phone number. Um, <laughs> no, did not change my phone number. Um, but it's back up and running. Had a credit card that had to change a number because I lost it. So, uh, yeah, we're all good on, on the Netflix front. So, AJ, you can go back to watching your Gossip Girl. Uh, I know you're you're a big Blair guy, so it'll be good for you. And Scandal, he likes Scandal a lot too. 
Ah, Scandal's good show. Speaking of good shows. Yeah, you keep going. What what do we have? Oh, my God, I love it. I'm not caught up on last Sunday's episode yet, so I'm one behind, and I heard it was another great episode. Mm-hmm. So it? if you, if you if you it was a oh you didn't watch you didn't watch Sunday oh I haven't had time it was so no. good I feel like I spend thirty minutes every day on the Reddit boards just reading the stupid <laughs> theories you know that's what all the good shows do they draw you in there's a level of mystique to them and you never really know what's going on so you got to turn to Reddit because Reddit always knows what's going on uh, mm-hmm. but yeah I'm loving that show. I will hopefully catch up at some point in the next few days. I got my brother watching, so I'll be with him on Sunday, and we'll probably uh-huh. watch live. So that'll be a great show. Um, yeah, AJ, you should watch that if you're into great shows. And then what else do we have here? We got two four and four teams going off, Mitch and Jared. Yeah, uh, the big Jared one. L. Yeah, Lowry, the Stafford, and Let's see. This is this is the big like make or break week. For everyone, you know, it if is. you if you're uh, like teetering on the playoffs and you lose this week, you're going to be out. Like in all reality, Jimmy and Zucker both have a chance, but a loss this week to, for either of them will likely eliminate them from the playoffs. I don't, I don't think Jimmy can make the playoffs. He doesn't have enough points for, and uh, he's he'd have to go undefeated all the way through. There's just too many roadblocks this year because I, I think sixth place this year is going to be seven and six. I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be a six, six and one or six and seven kind of year. No. And really, I'm surprised more often it's not like seven and six is the worst because we've had some things worse than that. But you think the top six out of fourteen teams, like numbers, would just tell you that like it should be at least seven and six. But I guess well, if like you I'm look at all the if, wins each year. if you look at the breakdown of our league this year, it's a pretty like you can the dichotomy of the league is pretty set in a few different sets of people. You have AJ who if you look at total point or total points uh, your average points each week versus the league average, AJ is sixteen and a half points worse than the league average. So, you know, deservedly two and six. Then you have another of five guys who just should be like that, just on like shouldn't be in the playoffs. They're all at least five points worse than the average, and that includes Jimmy, Nick, Meatball, Lowry, and Zucker. Hmm. That's kind of your uh, like at the like what are the like their team is just below average, but they're overperforming. And then you kind of have your middle ground group, um, which is Ryan and Aiden. Both are just slightly over the league average, and I think part of that's because. Ryan's been having this resurgence the last couple of weeks. They're both sitting just about a point over the league average. Then you have kind of the the above average group. There's three guys there: Pete, Paul, and Robbie. Pete and Paul both four points better than the league average. Robbie at six. And then you have the top tier, which Ben, it's you, myself, and Mitch. Specifically, you and Mitch. You and Mitch are twelve points <laughs> better than the league average. I'm just about ten points better than the league average, but as you can see, it doesn't really always matter how good your team is. It's about matchups. It's about how your team will perform week in, week out. And my team just isn't performing. I feel like your team's big on performing on days that aren't Sunday. And that's, uh, that's hurting you. You guys are big Monday night guys, big Thursday night guys. I don't know if that's true. I have nothing to back that up. But I feel like that's where you're going wrong. Yeah, big Thursday right? night guys. We're, yep, Saturday morning, um, whenever Tottenham's playing. That's usually pretty big for our guys, but 
you know, Sundays they don't really they don't really get up. They they don't play defense. That's the problem. We play no defense whatsoever. We're like a Oakland Raiders, a Atlanta Falcons hybrid. <laughs> and it makes well, sense. I, um, Paul Mark Paul Markham is a <clears throat> writer, right? He's kind of that like yeah. dirty South Atlanta kind of feel. He actually did work in Atlanta. I don't know how I know that, but I know that. And he's got that like ghetto, like Compton kind of feel that Oakland has. I know Oakland isn't in L.A., but yeah, they're fucking South. California. Just like all the same. Just, just like, just like Paul. So I'm, I'm looking at mine and Robbie's matchup, and I have my tight end on the bye in Jeremy Hill, but he's got a lot of he's got Fitzgerald on the bye, Bennett on the bye, Hogan on the bye, uh, and then. I think the Chicago running backs on a bye. So he's either going to have to pick up a running back, or which is going to be tough if there's any decent ones, because he, as you remember, has zero free agency dollars left. Um, <laughs> or he's going to have to start DeAndre Washington against Denver. And Denver's run defense actually isn't that great, but it's, <laughs> it's not a matchup you want, especially with Latavius Murray healthy again. So that's yeah. <clears throat> that's going to be tough for him. It's going to be a tough week for Robbie, but hey, you can do it. I mean, you got enough good players on the squad, you can make things happen. Yeah, you know, if, for everyone that's kind of sitting in that middle tier, you got to hope for the favorites to win this week. So, if anything, you you know, I think all of us sitting on the potential playoff berths are rooting for you, rooting for Pete to beat Ryan, and rooting for Paul to beat Meatball. Because that'll, you know, kind of spark the fire, maybe – yeah, then we got a lot of five and four teams and four and five teams. Yeah, that's, that would make it interesting. I would love to see, like, a three- or four-way tie. That would be pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, because at this point we've got kind of – I mean, we're lucky that some of the top top guys are playing each other this week. Um, so it would be very helpful for some big wins from those guys that have been performing week in, week out. But that's the beauty of fantasy, isn't it? You never know. You really don't. You really don't. So that's uh, that's what's going on with our standings. That's what's going on with the scoreboard. Uh, it's been another great fantasy season so far. Can't say the same for the product on the field. But, I mean, we still love it. We still watch the games. I'm still, like, not going to watch other things. Although, I will say, Sunday nights I'll watch Westworld over Sunday night football every time. Uh, mm-hmm. Thursday nights I'll, like, I didn't really watch the football game all that much. I watched baseball. I think that was Thursday, right? I don't know. Whatever it is, I prefer baseball. Like, even some good NBA games now on over the primetime. Because the primetime games have just been trash. They've been really bad. You know, but, you know, the primetime game Sunday was good. That Eagles-Dallas game was really good. Tough one for Lowry. Um, You know, uh, hey, Lowry. You know, maybe if you didn't bet on sports, you wouldn't want to kill yourself on Mondays when you lose in fantasy, lose money, and the Eagles lose. <laughs> like a triple. You know, you know, yeah, it's a big triple loss. It's, it's a really tough one to swallow. You know, telling me it's, t- it's tough betting on your team because when they lose, you're just like a miserable person. Very rarely mm. do I bet on Broncos games. It's only when I'm very confident in them will I actually throw some money. And it's yeah. usually when I like think the lines aren't like I thought about it first. They opened up as one point dogs, and I was gonna hop on. I think the lines moved. To, they might be favored by like half point now or something. But I don't know. It's uh, it's the kind of thing that 
I'd prefer to emotionally hedge on it so that I'm winning somewhere at least. I'd rather like win money and have my team lose or have my team win and lose money than have both of them happen. Even yeah, though and that's kind of, whenever whenever good things happen, it's never as good as how bad bad things are. So you always wind up like down a little bit in that situation. But I don't know. Depends on your value of a dollar. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened last night with my survivor team getting kicked out by the Bears and losing, deciding against hedging, and I just kind of doubled up on the Vikings, and it was just. A very poor performance all around. But I guess you can say I did win fantasy, and there is a chance that I make the playoffs. But I'm going to need to probably win out to give myself a, a solid chance to make the playoffs. Yeah. But, you know, it can be done. You got the point. The tiebreaker is huge because there's going to be a long jam of people with the same record at the end of the season, whether that's like everybody's tied for seventh place and they're just out of it and it doesn't matter, or if everybody's tied for like fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. And the points are what's going to matter. And I'm actually – I don't know if I've pitched this formally yet or not. And I've mentioned it to some people. What I do in uh, – you know, we, we don't talk about other leagues. But what I do in another league is that the top four by record make the playoffs. And then the next two are wild cards, which are the two teams that aren't in the top four that have the most points scored. And I'm actually yeah. – I was pretty opposed when we changed that because I just figured, you know, like – and especially in our league too where we're very standard fantasy guys, like no PPR, no fractional points no things that make the league more fun. Uh, I think that, at, like, that would, that's something that we should at least talk about, see what people think. I don't know how you feel about that. But just that way, like, you don't really ever get fucked. Like, you won't get, like, a first-round bye if you have the most points in a bad record. But you'll at least make the playoffs and have a shot if you pick the team that scored more points than 10 other teams in the league. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's some – there's a way that you do that with maybe just – the person that comes in sixth place, or maybe you. And there's no way to do some sort of play-in game, but I think you do whoever. Maybe just one spot. I think would actually be beneficial to the league. Yeah, I mean, we we could talk a lot about our. There's a lot of things that could be done with postseason. Whether it's like uh, having four teams get a buy and have the next four down, like have a play-in week, or just even having like one wild card spot with points, like you said. Or the two, we we can think about it this season. It's usually whoever gets screwed that's always pushing hardest for it. Um, mm-hmm. But you, you'd have my support, whoever you are, who gets screwed this year. So yeah, there could yeah. there could be some sort of other like hybrid as well. Like the if there's if you if the four people automatically make it, and then the last four, if there's two, if like players finishing seventh and eighth place, if they have more fantasy points than the players in fifth and sixth, then those they go into a some sort of uh, tiebreaker scenario. I don't know. There's a lot of things we could tinker around with to try to make it fair, but at the same time not make it that like uh, the NBA playoffs where just everyone Everybody in the league makes it. Makes it. Oh yeah, because yeah, the exclusivity is what I love. Like the fact that only six teams yeah. make it is great. I, I wouldn't necessarily be in favor of expanding to eight, but like having points or something else factor in. So you guys can uh, tweet us your suggestions with the hashtag MakeFantasyFootballSuper. Uh, we won't say make it again. again, but we can make fantasy football super. Hashtag. Tweet it at Ducker, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody tweet at Ducker's account. Let him know how you feel. Uh, send it right on his Facebook wall. You know, just get Ducker involved with social media with your thoughts on how we can improve our playoffs.
maybe tag him in an Instagram meme. You know, whatever Ooh, you're kind of yeah. feeling. Yeah, find like a great, like maybe inappropriate, like a dildo on the field of a football game. Just uh, tag Zucker in one of those pictures with just like, hey, Zucker, I think we should have sixth place be the team that has the least points scored. Um, and then they automatically play first place. Whatever, whatever you're thinking of, let them know. Yeah, anyway, I like that. Uh, what, what else you got going on? We did like kind of a reverse format just because we were so eager to jump into fantasy football. But what else is going on in life? Let's see. It's the John Daly uh, ESPN 30 for 30. That's on an eight. So I think I'm gonna get into that. And then uh, I got a soccer game tonight. So a week Ooh, before the election. We, I don't know who we're playing, but apparently they're the top team in the league, so um should be a pretty good matchup. Oh, I have money on them. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, if I can put money on them, I'll throw the game. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's going on. Uh, I'm still on my road tour, the, ben, the hashtag Benji road tour, in Orlando for another day, heading down to Sarasota tomorrow, heading to see my brother at Maryland on Saturday. Coming back for a few days in Chicago for a couple of weeks. So I'm I'm out and about. You probably won't see me for a little bit, but that's my life. I will say, and I mentioned this to you guys yesterday. I also mentioned it to uh, Zuck and Nick, but that I mentioned it, I think, on the last podcast. UMass UCF, December 3rd. It's a Saturday, a 1 p.m. game. We could either go there out, go out there Friday night, or we could stay the day Saturday. There's ton of different things we can do. We can make something work, but I feel like it's a good We skipped homecoming this year. It's like a somewhat competitive competitive basketball game. Um, I would definitely be down to do that. I want to head out there, hit the Mullen Center. There's definitely been some interest already. People I talked to, I think you said you might be interested. Um, yeah, I'm interested. I think, think it would be great to go back out to Amherst. You know, it's a time of the year where it's not like homecoming, where we'll have trouble getting a place. You know, we get a place for the weekend, hit the bars, go to the game, have a bit of fun. Yeah, I would be very down to do that. Um, and so if you're interested in that, also please text or tweet Jared Zucker. Let him know that you're interested in pending that game, and he'll get back to me and let me know. And we can actually start making those plans because that's in a month and two days. We are in November. Happy November. Damn, where, where did the time go? Yeah, I don't know. And think about it. We're a week away from the election, which made me think the last thing that we all voted on was punishment. And I think we've kind of said it, right? We we Did everyone vote? And we ended yeah, up everyone, with... Yeah, enough people voted that the majority rule that is going to be some kind of drunken 5K or the exact details can be hashed out later. But the idea is there. We'll do the drunk race. Um, we'll be cheering for you. Maybe not everyone makes it. Maybe you know, maybe there's some flaws in it, but there's not enough flaws to really say, hey, we actually can't do this because it can definitely be done. So whether yeah, or not everyone's I think there, we can. whether or not it's a 5K or a 10K, whether you have 15 McUltras or 30 McUltras before it, we'll, we'll figure it out. 100 would be. I would. But you know what? I might give you all my money from winning the league this year if the loser can. Drink a hundred McElshits and then run the marathon, or whatever. Yeah, because you, yeah. So that's that's an added incentive to the loser. Maybe you want, maybe you know you can drink a hundred beers, and so now you start throwing your games so that you can lose, but then still win the league's money. 
Think, yeah, think about, Joe Anderson. Get Joe Anderson here to scream at you to keep saying it's shocking a clock every five minutes, and uh, you know you'll be forced to to drink to drink the Mick Ultra. <laughs> and then where were we? So four years ago, um, on when it was the election, what were we all doing? We were what age? We were sophomores or? We were juniors because I was in I was in I was in London for it. I remember that. Did you cast an absentee vote? Uh, I did. Nice. Uh, that's good stuff. Very uh, good citizen of you. And then First you have to vote. yeah, I don't I don't remember anything about that election. Well, I don't know what I did. I'm sure I voted, but oh yeah, I voted for David Johnson or Gary Johnson, not David Johnson. I might as well have voted for David Johnson, but. Uh, yeah, now I know that Gary Johnson's actually an idiot. Didn't know that four years ago. Um, <laughs> not be, I will not be voting for Gary Johnson this time around. But I'm definitely considering the writing candidate. There's a lot of good candidates out there in this state. Uh, I would, I think it would be amazing if, like, news reports had to say, like, hey, Tom Brady got 6% of the votes in Massachusetts. Uh, <laughs> and then just, like, screwed everything up. And then, like, hey, Tom Brady actually got the, the uh Electoral votes for Massachusetts, so sorry, Hillary. It'll be fun. We we can make that happen too. Let's uh, have the league do that. Everybody, I don't care how you're planning a vote. Throw your vote away. Let's uh, let's write in the candidate. Hey, Ryan Scanlon sounds like a plan. Ryan Scanlon, do it for the league. And and you know, if he wins it, we might have to rename our trophy. But our the guy on our trophy would be president. So yeah, that'd be pretty win. cool. Win, win. So I am going to go get my night started. Uh, another big night amongst accountants in Orlando. Uh, gotta, gotta, gotta get ready and continue to feel miserable tomorrow. I'm just absolutely miserable right now. This is going to be a terrible eight days for my body, but gotta live, right? Gotta live, Dave. Hey, it's the good times that make us forget about the bad times, isn't it? Yeah, or the alcohol that makes us forget about everything. So That also right. helps. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this again next week. Thank you guys for tuning back in, for subscribing, our listeners in Kenya and South Africa. Thank you. Don't know why you're listening still, but appreciate it. And I guess we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. We'll let Paul play you away. Yeah. Now this song right here goes out to every single student at UMass Amherst. I see y'all, it's about time I really started putting on for my school. I'm Paul Markham, by the way. <laughs> okay, welcome to the school where we drink beer. Getting messed up, but we still think clear. It's where all the parties popping in. All the girls are pretty. With 25,000 kids, our campus is a city. Fellas, get your best wingman. Make a tandem. Go and throw your hands up. Let's make this an anthem. So when they ask about us, go ahead and tell them what up. We go the hardest, hey there you can shut up The university rapper been labeled as that Even in the summer, yo, I can't wait to get back Yeah, here are the things I'm looking forward to what? Going out, meeting people, breaking all the rules Okay, Southwest, Northeast, Central, the old hill Everybody put it down, man, this school is so ill I'm in my room smoking weed, now my throat kills I love the people here, everybody's so real Start around eight, don't return till the 
sun up. Friday night, every weekend, all the girls done up. Rumor has it that potential employers, they love us. Only way to describe it is that you put a thumb up. I walk in the door and I greet the boys. After getting back from W.E.B. Des Moines, you match, we do anything our hearts in. Damn. Now I've gotta walk to market. Shit. Welcome to the school where we drink beer. Getting messed up, but we still think clear. It's where all the parties popping in. All the girls are pretty. With 25,000 kids, I can't just sit there. Fellas, get your best wingman. Make the tandem. Go and throw your hands up. Let's make this an anthem. So when they ask about us, go ahead and tell them what up. We go the hardest. Hey, there, you can shut up. It's such a relief when getting out of classes. Ooh. Ladies, I apologize for checking out your asses. Shout to MV concepts, they can get you in the back, kid. I have a feeling that this year is gonna be classic. Yeah. Monday mornings are my worst fear. Empty stomach, yeah, I'm heading down to Berkshire. Ooh. A bunch of students who just disregard the word fear. I am a junior, but I wish this was my first year. Yeah. Thus far, I've had the time of my life. My best friends all with me as we ride in the night. When the weather gets cold, gotta move to the bus. I don't do it for myself, yo, I do it for us. So, tell me what we gonna do tonight. Drinks up if you reppin' that maroon and white. So far, so good, hope you're feeling me. By the way, I live on 33 Phillips Street. Party! Welcome to the zoo where we drink beer. Getting messed up, but we still think clear. It's where all the parties popping in. All the girls are pretty. With 25,000 kids, our campus is a city. Fellas, get your best wingman. Make a tandem. Go and throw your hands up. Let's make this an anthem. So when they ask about us, go ahead and tell them what up. We go the hardest. Hey, there, you can shut up. Here in Amherst, we all know how to go hard. At the whole town, I bring the whole town to Hobart. <laughs> Got the feeling, gotta find the word. I'm just a regular student sitting in Eisenberg. Ooh, girl, I'm enamored by you. We can day drink, get hammered by two. Go to sleep at six, waking up around noon. Amherst life, y'all, welcome to the zoo. Go, welcome to the zoo where we drink beer. Getting messed up, but we still think clear. It's where all the parties popping in. All the girls are pretty. With 25,000 kids, our campus is a city. Fellas, get your best wingman, make a tandem, go and throw your hands up, let's make this an anthem, so when they ask about us, go ahead and tell them what up, we go the hardest, hey there, you can shut up. <laughs> man, I love you, man. Paul Markham.